Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Roll the Quadcast, a Blogger So Dear podcast where little old Charlie Brown is still trying to kick that football. Blogger So Dear is the go-to website for the best independent analysis of Wake Forest athletics. Welcome to the second episode of the Blogger Show Dear Recruit Report. I'm Whit Harwood. I'm joined by my brother, Ned Harwood. Today, we're going to give you a quick rundown of the 2018 basketball class. We're going to tee up the 2019 basketball big board that Ned released this week on Blogger Show Dear, and we'll hit you with some football recruiting as well, and then finish up with a little Demon's Den buy or sell segment. You ready to roll? Let's get after it. All right. First up, Jalen Horde. He is the big fish out there. He has not committed yet, but Riley wrote an article this week that it seems like a commitment might be imminent. What are we hearing on that front? Yeah, it's really interesting. So Wake had two crystal ball predictions for the 6-8 Wesleyan Christian Academy forward, uh, borderline five-star. We talked about him extensively on the last podcast. He's really just kind of the star of this group. And we had two uh, crystal ball predictions for him in the spring, just picked up two more, including Jerry Meyer, who's 247 Sports' main analyst. So it's looking really, really positive. He just is coming off a honorable mention uh, at the Peach Jam tournament uh, on the Nike EYBL circuit. It's looking really good. He's heading back to France for the U19 European Championships, obviously with a little star there as well. So that's going to help them a little bit here, right? He's going to be out of the country. He's not on the AAU scene. Probably doesn't have a good opportunity to visit a lot of other schools. Well, exactly. And he'll be in France over the next couple of weeks. No new offers went out right after the most recent Peach Jam, which means there might not be any new suitors coming in. So I think we're in a really good spot with Jalen. Again, uh, Maryland might be a contender here. NC State's been coming on strong. But Wake has a longest-standing relationship with him, and that connection with Olivia Sarr is also uh, massive. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think we would have to do an emergency pod if he were to commit. It, I mean, what do we think a timeline for this commitment could be? You know, it's really interesting. Being a foreign guy, you might be uh, less prone to uh, some of the typical like, timelines that we see. Uh, definitely it's going to be after the European Championship, so don't expect anything uh, in the next couple of weeks. So I would say something maybe mid-August or, or early September, but honestly, anything is up. He's a five-star and obviously the focus for this staff. Nate Lazuski is also a priority. What are we hearing on that front? Yeah, so Wake actually went to the Adidas Gauntlet finale last weekend just to watch the Zuski. They had no other targets um, at, in Spartanburg last weekend. Went to the Zuski, watched a couple of games, saw him over this weekend as well, watching two or three of his games. So he's a 6'9 power forward, top 125 uh, recruit, four-star, stretch four. And, and he, Wake is always listed in his updates. So that's a good sign. Um, I think we have a really good shot for him, and, and he'll be looking to cut his list down in August and then take a couple of his official visits. Stanford and Vanderbilt seem like the competition there. We have a Tyler Lydon comp on him. We think he could fit really well with this Wake team. Yep. Who else are they up against for this commitment? You know, so he visited Stanford back in uh, early June, and USC did a West Coast trip. Stanford actually wasn't listed by him in the most recent article, so I'm not sure that trip itself went that well for him. USC, though, I think is uh, in contention. He's mentioned Miami before here and there. Um, I think Vanderbilt, they haven't offered yet, but Vanderbilt would be, um, would be a top competitor here. He also has mentioned his education and how important that is to him, and obviously Vanderbilt phenomenal school so if they do offer I think that would be the main kind of rival here but Wake right now I think is a leader and that can only be good news. John Newman, Jamie Lewis are the two guys who 
you know, whatever we thought about the Jamie Lewis commitment, whether Wake was actually ever really in it or not. Those are the two guys that we followed pretty closely at this point who are off the board. A third joined them this week. Jarvis Thomas committed to the University of Minnesota. And I absolutely love Jarvis Thomas in this game. He's just a fiery competitor, a little undersized for the power forward position, but he makes up for it in his athleticism. He has the athleticism of John Collins. He has the fire of a Devin Thomas or a Draymond Green. Um, personally, I think we just came into the battle a little bit too late. We offered last month. He's a four-star. He's been rising up the rankings. Uh, I don't think we had enough time to really be able to sell Wake Forest and what he could have at, uh, down here in Winston-Salem. So he went uh, what was easy, went to his local school in Minnesota, and he has a couple of teammates on the AAU circuit as well that are committed to UM. So uh, it'll be exciting to see where he goes from here, but obviously uh, not going to be representing uh, Deeks at the next level. Richard Pitino doing a lot of great things on the recruiting trail. We're seeing Minnesota pop up a little bit more and more uh, in terms of Wake having some competition. We'll get into that a little bit later, who Wake is constantly competing against. Yep. We're in the middle of a live period right now. A lot of camps and tournaments going on. August visit season is right around the corner. We got some guys who haven't really necessarily taken the next, next step forward in their recruitment process. Uh, Drew, Drew Drennan being the first one of them. It's really interesting because we mentioned the last podcast, oh, maybe a commitment to anywhere would seem imminent for Drew Drennan. He mentioned May how he didn't want to wait very long, and then now here we are, it's July 23rd, and it, no decision seems to be coming uh, in the foreseeable future. So I still think we're recruiting Drew Drennan, um, and, and we're after him fairly hard, but obviously that hasn't picked up. Uh, Isaiah Mucius' recruitment has been very interesting over recent weeks. UConn seemed to be the leader last month, and then he just mentioned how UConn wasn't really on his board anymore. I think that's really good news for Wake Forest. Obviously, Isaiah Mucius, top 60 small forward, uh, really athletic, has a good and developing jump shot. Um, some of the schools there are Virginia Tech, Providence. It'll be interesting to see if, if Horde commits before Isaiah Mucius is ready to make a decision. Will he be as interested? Because they play very similar roles. Um, but uh, right now, that also seems to be uh, kind of a month away or two months away. Drew Drinnen also, same high school as Brandon Chubb, I believe, right? It, it is, yeah. And, and Brandon Chubb actually mentioned on Twitter uh, how Drew Drinnen was his guy, and he was hoping that, uh, that he'd join the Deeks. And so that was a little advertising himself. I'm not sure if Drew Drinnen saw it, but it uh, never hurts when NFL players tweeting at you. Chubb, if you want to come on the pod, we will have you anytime. Io Desunmu is another guy who things haven't really progressed necessarily. He's still wide open. He's a guard out of Illinois. And his recruitment is really completely wide open, as you said. He's a top 30 combo guard. Um, Illinois has been coming on strong with him, and I know he has a connection in the staff there. So they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, he, he's a kind of local product, and, and they're, he's pretty much their top uh, target right now. Uh, Xavier and Chris Mack up there has also developed a really close connection to him. I still think he's planning on visiting uh, Wake Forest in September. So that's, that's good news right off the bat. And he seems to be wide open and not willing to make any rash decisions. He wants to just go to a school where he can connect with the staff. So if he comes on campus, likes Danny Manning, likes what we have going on down here, I think anything is possible. But uh, it will be tough to beat out Xavier in Illinois, who now have been developing really close connections with him. Kansas is also in the mix. They're always tough to beat. Jarris Hamilton, local North Carolina guy, Looks like he might be staying in North Carolina, but not near a decision necessarily. Yeah, and so he mentioned actually the article this past week. It's kind of Wake, NC State, UNC, Duke's coming in right now too for him. Um, they're all, all after him really hard, and I think he'll kind of cut his list down to a top seven in August. Expect all four of those schools to be on it. Um, Kentucky might as well. And so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, he averaged almost 14 points per game on the Nike EYBL circuit. Um, similar to Jamel Artis from Pittsburgh. 
So I think Wake will be on that list, but it's obviously going to be tough to compete with Duke and UNC when those are committable offers. So are you surprised that more guys haven't narrowed down their list at this point? We're in late July, uh, the August visit season is where we start to see some guys come off the board. Is anything about this process surprising to you so far? I think it's uh, going kind of as, as most recruiting cycles go. You'll see guys kind of slim their list in late July, early August, then go on those unofficial and official visits in maybe September and October. Um, expect a lot of guys like Jarris Hamilton, like Ayodesunmu, as they're getting closer, usually guys will cut to a top five or a top seven with maybe a month or two months to go. And usually when they release something like that, like a top seven, there's usually two or three main schools and then there's four there that just maybe – make the recruit look a little bit uh, more highly touted or, or uh, that a lot of different schools are coming after him. So usually when you see those types of lists, like, oh, a top 12, he's not actually really considering 12 uh, different schools. He's only considering two or three. Coach Manning and staff have been known to swoop in and pick up commitments kind of out of the blue. We're going to start our under-the-radar recruit of the week segment. Uh, got this idea from Taylor Chambers, former offensive tackle for the Deeks, number 67 in your military bowl programs. We got two Canadians this week, Tyree Samuel and Jalen Llewellyn. Yeah, uh, Jalen Llewellyn's really blown up. He's both Canadians, as you said. He's now playing at the Episcopal School in Virginia. Top 125, four-star point guard, really athletic, can get to the rim. Right now, it looks like Purdue, Cincinnati, Minnesota, and Wake Forest. Again, that Minnesota connection that we're kind of competing for a lot of top recruits is kind of bizarre. I've never, never kind of thought of that before in the past. But Jalen Llewellyn, really athletic. He took a visit earlier in the summer, and, and we're going to be after him. His dad actually played for Wake Forest briefly in the early 1990s, I believe. And then Tyree Samuels, a Montreal native, uh, averaged 10-5 and five, uh, on the Nike EYBL circuit. Um, Pittsburgh is really the only other high major offer for him. I like his game a lot. He has a lot of – he's like a – a uh, fierce competitor, great engine, gets a lot of offensive awesome rebounds, which is good for a shooting-type team that we have right now uh, just to extend the, extend the play. You mentioned this a little bit, and we've talked about it before. Tyree Samuel's really one of the only bigs in this class, yep. and at least who they're recruiting, a traditional big, right? And so it seems like a lot of guards uh, and a lot of wings. It is a lot of wings. Danny Manning really likes those versatile 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, athletes uh, that he can play in multiple positions. So he can play at the two, he can play at the four briefly if he wants to go small. And so Tyree Samuel is a, he's a natural power forward. Uh, the 2018 class in general just isn't that deep in terms of uh, big men overall. So Tyree Samuel is a top 125 power forward as well. Um, and, but Denny Manning would be totally fine, I think, if he didn't have a, a true big in this class. But Tyree Samuel would certainly fit that bill, and, and he'd like to bring him in if he could. Obviously, NC State, UNC are going to be in the mix all the time, but Xavier keeps popping up. Minnesota keeps popping up. There are some schools here with different types of profiles that just seem to be recruiting the same guys. Why is that? I think Xavier and Wake right now are in kind of a similar spot. You're, you're looking at low four-star recruits trying to bring them in. You're not going to be competing that often unless you have some personal connection with the player with a top 25 guy or maybe even top 50 recruit. And so you're looking at kind of low four-stars, high three-stars. And on the East Coast, that's going to overlap a lot. So Virginia Tech's another school that we're competing with. Georgia Tech all the time, those ACC programs. Uh, great coaching staff there now in the last couple of years. So – we, we are kind of seeing the same schools over and over again, uh, but the Minnesota connection is honestly bizarre. I, I had no idea uh, why that's actually a thing. <laughs> well, Richard Pitino, great recruiter in that program. Uh, they could be really good this year. 2019 Big Board came out this week. You released it on Blogger So Dear. 
Walk me through a couple of the big targets there. Wendell Moore, Anthony Harris, Deuce Dean seem to be three of the big guys. So Wendell Moore is a name that most people are probably familiar with. We've been recruiting him since 2015. So we've been really on him and, and talking to his, his family and himself for the last couple of years now. Um, he plays for Team Loaded North Carolina, um, and, and he's probably not going to leave the state, I don't think. He's looking at Duke, UNC, NC State, and Wake, and a lot of other programs aren't even bothering to offer a scholarship outside the state because he's had he's been on these campuses so many times uh, I like Wendell Moore a lot again 2019 class you're not going to be seeing commitments until probably next summer so this is we're six months away from being six months away um, Anthony Harris is uh, a point guard for team takeover he was actually playing up a year uh, this year uh, at shot 46 percent from three and he's really just a downhill guard always trying to attack the rim and create uh, plays for his teammates uh, like you, you said earlier today, kind of similar to Drew Holiday uh, comparison in, in the way he plays, but we actually received a crystal ball for him earlier this week, or actually earlier this month, I believe, uh, from Andrew Slater after an interview. So he's, he's a really uh, top 60 point guard and a really exciting talent. And then finally, Deuce Dean. He was on an unofficial visit, also plays for Team Loaded NC, or Team Loaded, excuse me, NC. Uh, really talented combo guard from South Carolina. I think USC is competing there after their run to the Final Four, but expect him to be on campus a couple times too and hopefully uh, for some games this winter. Let's shift over to the Gridiron 2018 football class. Probably only four to six more commitments, but we got some new names on the board. We do. Uh, Emeka Nuanze is a three-star running back from Georgia. Just took an unofficial visit, his first to campus uh, last weekend, uh, and all things considered, I think it went very well. Um, he plays in one of the top classifications in Georgia, 6A, and he's putting up great numbers there. So we received a couple crystal ball predictions on 247 Sports a couple weeks ago uh, for him, and I think we'll be able to beat out Vanderbilt and North Carolina for him, which is great news considering last time we were on the, um, on the podcast, Mateo Durant had just committed to Duke. So uh, Emeka Nuanze, I think, is even a, a more highly touted prospect than him, and I'd love to have him in black and gold. Um, another guy, Kendall Williamson, he's going to be visiting July 28th. He has over 20 offers, and pretty much everyone on the East Coast wants him. And he knows he wants to make a decision by August 7th. So if Wake's the final visit before he's making a decision, that's going to bode well usually for Jay Kloss and the staff. So really excited about him. Keep an, uh, an eye out for him. Uh, and then finally, Elijah Brown. We've mentioned him in, in, uh, in the past. Three-star defensive tackle commit from Providence Day. Also named to look out for if he's uh, making a decision soon. Devin Dotson, Elijah Brown, we're still pulling for those two guys. Give me that package deal. If only, man. If only. All right. Well, so we talked a little bit about in the last pod this – Football staff has actually been really efficient. They're going out and they're getting guys. They're getting commitments really quickly. Mm -hmm. You tweeted out an article about a week ago on this new platform called Z Crew. Wake Forest, Old Dominion, Northwestern, only programs using it. But Northwestern has used it to basically boost their recruiting into a top 25 program. It's crazy. And so we were mentioning on the last podcast, we're like, why are we – picking up commitments so quickly. And we didn't actually have an answer. We just said, all right, I guess it's just an anomaly this year. There's a lot of guys choosing. Well, it's probably because of this actually analytics platform that got released. Z-Crew makes one of the only um, FBS programs to use it and it's just kind of optimizing um, the overall recruiting process and, and being able to realize, okay, is this recruit actually interested in us or is it just kind of playing us and um, keeping us happy for now? So optimizing the overall recruiting process and then using – um, allocating your time more effectively to really hone down these guys and get them uh, to commit quicker. So uh, really interesting about it. I, I highly suggest looking it up. There's an article uh, in the Northwestern Daily, I think, 
a couple of weeks ago, and, and super uh, interesting to see how it plays out the rest of the cycle. Well, maybe we can get Director of Recruiting Taylor Red on the pod, and we can talk a little bit about what the platform's like, how he uses it, and you know, a little bit more about this uh, about this recruiting class. Now let's dive into the Demon's Den, buy or sell. Yep. Going to throw a bunch of questions at you. I need a quick answer. Here we go. All right. Wake will land a five-star within the next three years. Yes, I'll buy that. Not even in the next three years. I think it could actually be in the next three or four weeks. Jalen Horde, five-star on scout. I think he's only going to get uh, higher in the rankings as time goes on. Two for seven sports and rivals. He could be a five-star there. So keep an eye on that, and we might have some good news by end of September. Twitter question from Edward. Best case scenario for the 2018 basketball class. Four names right now, go. Uh, Sharon Wright, Jalen Horde, Nate Lajewski, I think, uh, we're probably going to land uh, when it's all said and done. And finally, you go for the best available. That could be Tyree Samuel. That could be Drew Drennan. Uh, I'd be happy with either of those guys. Could be someone we don't know yet either. Next basketball commitment, who is it? When does it happen? I think, I think Jalen Horde uh, will be committing next month, I'd say. I'm just really confident about it, especially the fact that he played so well on the Nike circuit this past week and no new offers went out. Uh, we're in a good spot for him right now. And, and so I, I, maybe some good news coming next month. Who do you think will end up having the best basketball recruiting class in the ACC, Duke, UNC, Louisville, or a mystery team? Notre Dame is the leader in the clubhouse. Right now, yeah, I think UNC, they're just coming off a national championship. They're recruiting at a really high level right now. Kobe White, Rashawn Black. Um, if they pick up a couple more guys like Jairus Hamilton, they're going to be uh, really tough next year. Biggest rival in basketball recruiting right now, name a team. <sighs> That's a tough one. I mean, Xavier keeps popping up, Minnesota as well. Virginia Tech, I think, though, I mean, they're now – coming in for Isaiah Mucius. We see them popping up with a bunch of different guys. Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech are probably our two biggest rivals. And then um, after that, Xavier, Minnesota are also there. Bonus question. Former deep catcher Ben Brazil. Is he human? Not, not at all. He's hitting 422 right now, which is absolutely ridiculous. And, and at, this time, at this point, the sample size is pretty large. If you're not just hitting 422 over the course of three or four games, he is absolutely raking and uh, doing rake for us well. Absolutely. He's not playing in a wiffle ball park anymore. We know that. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in to the Blogger Show Dear Recruit Report. We'll be back in two weeks with more recruiting updates. But in the meantime, you can follow Ned on Twitter for updates. He is at DeepFan3 and WFU Sports Stats. Is that right? And make sure to head to Blogger Show Dear for all of your Wake Bar sports news. For my brother Ned, I'm Whit Harlan. We'll talk to you all again soon. Have a good one, everyone. And as always, go Deeps.